0: welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein you're listening to aWOD radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 the fan now at 105 1FM. 1 so the managing partner for the Washington commanders Josh Harris is about to is about to take the stage and address the media today following the firing of Ron Rivera and the hiring of a committee to put together. The team to find the next head of football operations and the next head coach. Let's take a listen live to Ashburn Park, home of the Commanders, as managing partner Josh
1: Harris speaks to the media. Irvin, uh, Magic Johnson, Mitch Rails, and David Blitzer, as well as uh, a couple very well-known sports executives, Bob Myers, who I've known for many years and have a tremendous amount of respect for, and uh, Rick Spielman, who obviously is a... uh, 30-year football executive, executive of the year. Uh, obviously, 10 years with the Vikings. Uh, you know, obviously Bob Meyer. Bob Myers built one of the amazing uh, sports teams of the last decade in the Gold State Warriors. Uh, they were tough to compete with, so I got to know him. And uh, <clears throat> you know, even though uh, this season uh, was uh, hard for me and hard for us, it was hard, it's hard to win four games. Uh, from my point of view, we are coming out of this with um, poised for a great future, uh, a lot of uh, draft capital, a lot of cap space, uh, and uh, I'm lucky enough to be supported by an amazing ownership group. And obviously, we think we're an attractive destination for 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 the next generation of leadership. And so, well, what I'm this is probably amongst the m- most important jobs I have as a managing partner and uh it's important that i do this personally and get this right and that we bring in the right leadership so with that i will open it up to whatever questions you might have thank you
2: josh john kine john kine espn i'm curious with with bob and rick we know the resumes what is it about them personally that made you want them to get involved and what will their roles be beyond this search
1: Yeah. so um obviously i'll start with bob you know, Bob, Bob Myers is a winner. Like, who wouldn't want him uh, on your uh, team trying to help your franchise? He knows how to identify talent. He knows how to build winning franchises, winning cultures. I mean, he's obviously not a football person. He's not been around football, but he's an amazing sports executive, and I'm you know, really happy to have him helping. Uh, he'll be around uh, as an advisor to me. Uh, he's not going to be involved with X and, X's and O's, uh, but he'll be involved through the search process and beyond. You know, as it relates to uh, the Washington Commanders helping us uh, build uh, a uh, an amazing franchise, an amazing culture, and a winning culture. Uh, obviously, Rick Spielman brings a wealth of football knowledge, uh, the ins and outs of football. Uh, he did. He was executive of the year with the Vikings, you know, with many other teams, and kind of brings that... Knowledge of football that you need, you know when you're interviewing uh, candidates uh, And so he's going to be helping us through the search process and we'll see after that. I don't uh, I'm not sure Hi,
3: Josh uh, Nikki Jeffala with the Washington Post um,
1: How do you envision the general structure for the front office? You mentioned obviously the the head of football operations But what is your vision for the structure? And then what are you looking for in candidates to fill that role? Yeah, so we're looking for the uh, best uh, people to build an elite franchise that's going to consistently compete and win championships. So that's kind of our goal. In terms of the structure, uh, obviously, I start with talent. You want the best talent. uh, And sometimes, you know, you let the talent just, just sort of influence the structure. But my orientation, obviously, is that Um, Being uh, the head of football operations, being in essence in that lead role, that's an 80 hour a week job. Uh, Being a head coach, that's an 80 hour a week job. Um, I think there are two roles there. Um, And so I think it's harder. I mean, there are certainly individuals that control everything. Uh, I think it's increasingly hard. So my orientation is not to do that. But on the other hand, uh, I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to really be somewhat flexible around talent. So that's kind of how I'm gonna how I'm gonna think about it, and I hope that answers your question in a bit. Hey, Josh, David Aldridge with the hey, Athletic. Uh, um, what about <clears throat> Bob's skill set made you think he could transition across sports to be helpful to you as you start this process? <clears throat> yeah, I think that he started off, um, you know, with a uh, golden. S- he started off as a UCLA UCLA basketball player winning a national championship. So he started with that. He's been a winner everywhere he's gone. Uh, But then he was a a sports agent, so he knows um, everyone in sports. He knows a lot of agents. You know, many agents, as you know, cross sports, not all, but some. A lot of the uh, agents, he's run, you know, multiple processes to select talent. He knows how to engage with talent. Um, And so, and then obviously... The Golden State Warriors' success speaks for itself. Um, you know, they started off as a franchise that was not, that was struggling a bit, and they've emerged as you know four-time NBA champions. And he's been able to keep a collection of uh, stars there together for a long period of time. So, look, I, like I said at the beginning, I mean, I think uh, he's in a, he's going to be super helpful. Hey, Josh J. P. Finley with NBC Four and 106.7 The Fan. A lot of reporting today <clears throat> about requests for interviews all over the league coach NGM positions. Ideally what's your timeline for all this and what's the timeline for the folks that are still here when they kind of find out their future? Yeah, so I'm going to run a um thorough but rapid process. I mean obviously uh we need the next leadership here because we got a lot of work to do. You know, we have the draft, we have the off-season season, we have uh we have, you know, a lot of draft capital that we need to be get prepared for uh, ultimately free agency, uh, combines, but on the other hand, you know, this is a really important decision. And so it's going to be a, uh, rapid but thorough process. I mean, ideally, uh, you would have the head of the front office in place, uh, before you ultimately select a coach because obviously that's important. Uh, but, you know, look again, like we're not in full control of the time frame because what we're ultimately trying to do is, is. You know, end up with the best people, and you know, the best people generally have alternatives. So um, that's what I would say in terms of. I spoke with um, the front office leadership and and the and the coaching staff, some of the coaches today, and you know, I appreciate that from their view, from their point of view, there's uncertainty. Uh, But I've just asked them, I've to be a a part, to bear with us, and to just uh, to do their jobs right, Uh, to continue to run the football team. Uh, and, you know, everyone to a person has said that they care about the club, they care about the franchise, um, and that they uh, want to be part of the solution. And so, uh, obviously, without uh, the um, head coach and without the head of the front office in place, you know, there's, some, there's some uncertainty for them, and I respect that and am sympathetic to it. But on the other hand, they're professionals, and, and so, uh, you know, we're working through it. Hey Josh, Ben Standing with the Athletic.
3: Um, you famously with the Sixers were willing to take a slower rebuild to get things where you wanted them to be. Uh, with coming off a four and thirteen season, how uh, open are you to taking being patient with a rebuild, or do you see this being
1: more of a quicker turnaround? Yeah, listen, um, this was not a fun season for the ownership group. I mean, we're we're right there with the fans in terms of uh, sweating every loss. Uh, and so I mean obviously if we could write the script it would be a quick turnaround but on the other hand um, you have to make long-term decisions uh, and do things in a you know one person at a time one athlete at a time and so sometimes they take longer right so I think what my, my view is that we want it to be as quick as we can but the ultimate goal right is to be an elite team that's competing for championships and so um, when you do I find that when you do things quickly uh, you, you know sometimes you know you set yourself back and so the, my orientation is to do make the right decisions and uh, let the time frame you know take its own course uh, I mean obviously I, I want a winning franchise quickly but on the other hand I you know for me it's about making the right decisions
4: Michael Phillips, Washington Times, and 910 The Fan. Uh, you've spent a year now with the commanders, the branding, the name. Have you had discussions about where to go from there and, and what have those been like in terms of the name and the branding?
1: Yeah, as you can see, we're a little busy. Uh, <clears throat> um, you know, in addition to uh, basically uh, picking uh, a new head of the front office, a new coach, uh, and I see uh, Mark in the front. Uh, there, uh, We're busy at work um, working on uh, the, the next improvements to our stadium uh, in terms of uh, fan experience, in terms of premium areas and fixing a lot of different things and investing in the stadium. We're going to be rolling out a big investment program uh, in the next few weeks. And that there's an enormous amount of detail uh, that the business staff and you know, some of the ownership group are working on. And then we've got, obviously, uh, our new home and thinking about that. And so, um, right now, our focus today is on sports first and foremost, and then these other things. And so, uh, you know, those are our focuses right now. Josh Berry from the Washington Post. Back to logistics a little bit.
4: Is it your desire to have a head of football operations in place? And that person hires the head coach, or will you do that in concert with that person? How how will that work out?
1: Yeah. So my desire is to have the head of the football operations in place, and then to work to to listen very hard to what that person wants to do in terms of the coaching staff. In other words, I think those two things have to work together. And obviously, as I've said before, um, I want to. Um, um, you know get the best talent here and then hold them accountable and um, and work with them right so what that person wants to do or not do is really important in our decision process doesn't mean that you um, are not involved in it but it means that you're you know to a large extent you are relying on that person to bring a series of candidates to the table and so that would be my ideal scenario on the other hand you know there are uh, we have to move quickly here so uh, it's not perfect but that's that's my orientation
3: Hey, Josh, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. How many candidates do you expect to interview for each position? And are the stakes higher because of how this year went?
1: Yeah, I don't think we want to get into specifics around the process, but um, we've been thinking about who the best candidates are. And so, and I, like I said, I think it's an attractive destination. And truthfully, also, you don't really know who's going to be available. Um, there's still a lot of teams playing. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we wish we were one of them, uh, but there are a lot of teams playing, and you don't know how this is going to sort out. And so um, I think that um, we'll have to see uh, where it ends up in terms of numbers, but we're going to run a very thorough process. And anyone who is uh, capable, who we think meets the criterion uh, of being able to lead this franchise and win, which is, is our ultimate goal, then we're going to talk to them. Josh, Steve Wonder from Associated Press. What did you make of Eric Bieniemy's season as offensive coordinator, and, and will you be considering him for the head
0: coaching vacancy?
1: Yeah, so I've enjoyed working with Eric, and obviously um, he's had success over the years. And um, I'd say that um, you know I spoke to Eric today, and um, you know he's hard at work managing our franchise, and and I look forward to um, hearing to hopefully, if I could write the script. Um, having uh, our senior football operations executive in place and then approaching the coaching search search with Eric and others. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, how are Candace you? Buckner, Washington Post. And um, any of your other franchises in hockey and hockey and basketball, have you gone to another sport for advice, uh, like getting a baseball guy to help with the Sixers, or maybe NFL guy to help with the NHL, just with your advisory? Um, You know look i think that i mean the answer to that is no uh but uh i think that obviously uh high quality people are available across many pursuits uh and so um i think that uh we're always looking for people that can help us uh and so but right now the uh we're we're happy with the uh the leadership staff we have at the devils and leadership staff we have at the sixers and they happen to come out of ba- uh, hockey and, and basketball, so we, we don't have any uh, baseball or football people in the mix there. <clears throat> Josh, Scott Abraham, ABC7. Obviously, you
0: mentioned everyone's frustrated. You're frustrated. Fans are frustrated. What's the message you want to give to this fan base to <clears throat> have them believe still that the ship is heading in the right direction?
1: Yeah, so my, we- my message to the Washington fan base is thank you. You guys showed up in droves. Uh, you believed in us. Uh, We sold out every game uh, Even with a four win season now granted there are a few visiting fans there, but that's on us Uh, we're not in the playoffs uh, and um, And so thank you for showing up and the future is bright. Uh, We have a lot of cap space We have uh, a great ownership group. We're very committed to winning for this city and uh, look forward to showing you in addition to telling you over the next Series of uh, years. Got three more. Josh Chick Hernandez, wsa 9 <clears throat> um, How you know you've been through this before with
3: with coaches? How difficult was the conversation with Ron Rivera, and was <clears throat> there thought of doing this earlier in the year?
1: Yeah, Ron's a consummate professional, right? Ron's been in the NFL for a long period of time, and I think he appreciated that. Uh, we weren't that the team didn't perform this year. And so I think that it was not a surprise. and I think Ron is a good person, a good man. We have a good relate. we continue to have a good relationship. Um, I think he felt um, that he was and, and I went out of my way to give him uh, the season to perform. and I think there was uh, much appreciation on all sides and, and he's moving forward. And I'm sure whatever he does with his life, uh, it'll be good and successful Um, obviously I think about um, coaches all the time and I I don't find that um, changing uh, coaches in the not it's not that I've never done it but I think that uh, moving uh, changing coaches in the middle of the season uh, isn't tremendously productive uh, and I didn't think it was gonna be productive here and I had also committed um, to the city and Iran when we showed up. We showed up on the eve of training camp, uh, and I committed to the city and to Ron that, um, that we would give this the season. That's what we did. Uh, Mitch Tischler, Monumental Sports. Um, <clears throat> after being around the
4: NFL for, for the season, how much have you learned about kind of the way NFL operations run? Mm-hmm. And how does kind of the rebuild that needs to happen here compare to... Um, the state of the franchise, I guess, compare here to some of your other uh, professional sports franchises?
1: Yeah, look, I'm just getting to know the NFL. I mean, obviously, it's been a, a, a good year of a lot of learning, a long year. Obviously, not no, no success on the field, but um, I would say that um, I think there's a lot of ingredients here for success. Uh, I think we have a lot of great players in the locker room. Uh, we have a lot of committed people. Uh, we have a lot of flexibility around the draft. And around our ability to spend uh, for free agents and so and a lot of flexibility on our roster and i think we and i think we will recruit uh amazing individuals on the coaching side and on the front office side so i'm opt- i'm pretty optimistic that uh we're going to be able to move the ball here very quickly hey josh george wallace wtop
4: radio a lot of players today were talking about how encouraging and refreshing it was how, when you addressed them this morning how important is that <coughs> for you to have that kind of Open dialogue with the
1: team with the players. I think it's very important look at the end of the day the players are uh, the ones that win games Owners don't win games coaches. Don't win games players win games and they see things that you don't always see they Experience the world in a different way, Uh, you know, we're not out there They are and so I think it's very important to be having a dialogue with your with the players uh, listening to some of the leadership listening to how they feel about things. Obviously, ultimately, uh, the decision uh, rests with me and the ownership group as to who the leadership is. So you don't you don't give away that decision-making authority, but um, I think it's very important to be engaged with your players, particularly the captains and the leadership. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.
0: Welcome back. Continue. I'm Adam Epstein. That was managing partner and owner of your Washington Commanders, Josh Harris. We will react to his thoughts. I'll give you my opinion and take your phone calls, 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Next, you're on The Fan. Welcome back. Like a... I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. <clears throat> Here on the new Sports Radio 910, The Fan, now at one hundred five one FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And you just heard owner Josh Harris with his press conference there regarding uh, the future of the commanders and I'll give you my recap and my thoughts about it stub you can chime in and phone lines are open if you want to call in 833-804-0910 after hearing t- from Josh Harris the owner of the Washington Commanders, about 20 minutes there. I liked his statements he made. I liked the questions that were asked by reporters like John Conn, Michael Phillips, and I thought he had some pretty good answers, so we'll break it down right now. Again, if you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. I love the confidence that Josh Harris has, you know, believing in this destination, that that Washington, you know, Ashburn Park, wherever they move the Commanders training camp uh, facility to being, Can be an attractive destination for not just head coaches, but head of football operations. They feel really good about the position that they put themselves in here with a ton of cap space, flexibility, and the number two overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Then, why Bob? Why Bob Myers? Why uh, Rick Spielman? Why creating a group to find the next head of football operations? Well, number one because that's what Dan Snyder would have done, is just hired the guy himself. Josh Harris understands, hey, I don't really know football well enough to hire uh, a brilliant mind to come in here, but I know Bob Myers. I've known him for a long time working in the NBA with circles um, in that sport, and Rick Spielman, and together with Magic Johnson and a few other guys, I think we can find the right guy to hire as the head of football operations. So he was explaining why Bob Myers. Well, He knows how to build winning organizations. It's very clear with the way he built that Golden State Warriors franchise in basketball and how they became a dynasty. And he will be around as an advisor to Josh Harris, not a X's and O's guy, not an on-the-field guy, but he's going to be around for a long time, it feels like, as an advisor to Josh Harris through the search process and beyond helping build an amazing culture and franchise here in Washington. I love that. Um, I'm glad that Bob wanted to be involved in this group here, and it just feels like it's the right fit. Then it's Rick Spielman. I will say, Spielman, it didn't seem like will be here that long. He brings a wealth of football knowledge and experience. He was the executive of the year with the Vikings, so he's got success in past uh, past stops. He's going to bring knowledge of football to help interview candidates, but it sounds like he will move on after they hire the head of football operations and head coach. I love how it sounded like Josh Harris says that Eric Bieniemy will get a chance to interview for the offense coordinator position or the head coach position here in Washington. They're not going to fire Eric Bieniemy right away just because they fired Ron Rivera. They've enjoyed him working here in Washington, and there could be a spot for him here in the future. I like that. They're going to structure the front office a little bit differently, right? and I thought Josh Harris said it perfectly. He said he wants to build an elite franchise that will consistently compete to win championships and they want to have the best talent they're going to hire a head of football operations and a head coach because he envisions it as being two roles unlike the way Ron Rivera was one guy hired to do both but he did say he's open to having one guy do it if the talent is the right fit and it's the right guy for the job which makes me feel like hey That's why they're interviewing Harbaugh. You wouldn't even interview Harbaugh if you said it was going to be two guys for two different roles. They're going to interview Harbaugh, hear what he has to say, see if he could be the right fit to replace Ron and actually be the head of football operations and the head coach. I don't think they're going that direction, but at least they're going to take the time to interview Harbaugh because he really might be the right fit for the job. He said the message to the fan base is, keep believing in us. We will right this ship. We are not in the playoffs. We're upset about that. He says, Thanks for showing support. The future is bright. Appreciates everybody coming back to FedEx Field this year. But like I said earlier, he was very confident in their ability to build this organization because they have cap space. They have a draft pick and they are committed to winning. And looking forward to showing the fans how they will accomplish that over the next five years. I, I did find it really interesting how he went into in-depth detail about why he didn't fire Ron earlier in the season. It's very clear to me Josh Harris has his pulse, has his finger on the pulse of this fan base here. I know he listens to sports radio. That's why when he bought the team, he called into Grand Danny and bought everyone a beer. He heard the fan base when everyone calls into the junkies, my show, Grand Danny, Beamich, and Finley in D.C., and explains, we want Ron gone. We want Ron gone. We're tired of this guy. But I think he made it very clear that he... Had a good relationship with Ron. He thought Ron is a good professional, a good person, an even better man. And the relationship that the two had with each other, they appreciate each other. The opportunity each other gave each other. And the mutual respect they had for each other is what led to Ron not being fired during the season. He said, I've done it in the past, but I didn't want to do it this time. Firing a guy in the middle of the year, he doesn't think it fixes organizations right away. And uh, I appreciated that from him because that was my biggest question. Why didn't you fire Ron, right? I mean, we've been all asking for Ron's job for several times this season, right? Especially with that loss to the Chicago Bears where it was a disaster. You get massacred on Thursday Night Football at home. It's embarrassing. That's when I realized, yeah, Ron has regressed. He took a step back, and we ended up hitting rock bottom. Um, But I respect Josh Harris tremendously for answering that question because that was my biggest question. I even said I think Josh Harris failed the fan base a little bit here. By not firing Ron earlier in the season and giving us something to look forward to. Something to support on Sundays because I know there was plenty of fans out there just like me who felt like, I want to boycott this team as long as Ron Rivera's in charge. I didn't want to watch games the final five weeks of the season. It meant nothing to me. We were already eliminated. The season was over. But you know what? It all worked out because Ron stayed in charge and Ron did not win another game. And so because of that, the Commanders locked up the number two overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. They'll need a head of football operations, they'll need a head coach, and most likely they're going to need a quarterback. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You heard from the new owner of the Commander's Josh Harris explaining why they moved on from Ron Rivera, the process that is now in place to hire the new head coach and the new GM of the commanders phone lines are open 833-804-0910 I want to take your phone calls here on the fan richmond's home for the washington commanders don't go anywhere don't change that dial we'll be right back welcome back i'm adam Epstein. you're listening to awod radio that was managing partner of the washington commanders josh harris avoiding the question about a name change of course says, we're busy right now. Sports is the focus. They've got to hire a head of football operations and then a new head coach. And those two guys will come together and decide who will be the next quarterback. I've already made it clear. I want it to be Caleb Williams. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on Richmond's Home for the Commanders, broadcasting live here from Capitol Alehouse. And I should let all the listeners know, Burger night. Burger night. Burger night is back. Returns to Capital Alehouse. This is every Monday from 3 to close. You're not going to find a better deal than this here in Richmond, Virginia. From 3 p.m. to close, a quarter-pound smashed and seared burger or cheeseburger for just $2.95. Yeah, you heard that right, just two ninety five. Or upgrade to a bacon and blue cheeseburger or a bacon and beer cheeseburger or a mushroom burger or a black bean burger for just 3 Ninety-five, Back by popular demand, Richmond's original Burger Night is back at Capital Ale House every Monday. Of course, you can visit here, Innsbruck, where I'm at, Midlothian, or downtown. Go online, capitalalehouse.com. Take a look at the full. Menu. So I'm broadcasting live here as I do every Monday throughout the rest of the football season. We'll continue this throughout the playoffs in the NFL. And I met a listener, thanks to Jimmy, for cop- uh, coming by and saying hello at Capital Alehouse. You know what he said to me, Stubb? He said, hey, what are you doing all right? You're not fired up enough. You don't have enough energy this morning. He thought I was sick or something because you're screaming all day long about Ron Rivera being fired. Now he's finally fired and you're being quiet, right? So here's the thing. Yes, I am fired up about Ron being gone. I really am. All right? Thanks for coming to Capitol Hill House, Jimmy. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm over the moon excited about Ron being gone. But there's also just so many unknowns, you know, that's kind of cooling down my energy a little bit. Like, who's going to replace Ron? Like, yes, I'm fired up that Ron's gone. I'm very happy this day finally came. But they've got to get that hire right. And the only problem with this, Ron being fired, is, yeah, here's why it, why it happened. Because Washington went four and thirteen and failed to even sniff the postseason. So as much as I'm fired up that Ron's gone, I'm pissed that there are fourteen teams and fourteen fan bases in the NFL. Like Cleveland, who's always been worse than Washington. Cleveland's gonna get to watch another NFL game this season with their favorite team playing. You know, that's what I'm so upset about, is that our off season is starting early. (laughs) Right? And really started weeks ago when we were eliminated. So I just wanna win. I just want to win. That's all I want. I want to support a winning organization. Yes, I'm very happy Ron is gone, but uh, we've got to get the next hire correct because I I, I don't know if I can handle another setback, right? I mean, Stubb, it's just been such a frustrating season. Yeah,
4: and what? we were not surprised by this. Like, we knew this was coming on this day. It's hard to get fired up about something that you've known was going to happen for three weeks when it suddenly happens. This wasn't (laughs) – Well, and –
0: and it probably should have happened earlier. Like, what did you make of Josh I, Harris's statement about why he hung on to Ron Rivera?
4: No, I agree with it, and ultimately, it put us in a better place. I mean, we fire Ron, maybe we end up as like a six and eleven team. We don't have right. a good draft pick. I, I, I don't know, and I, I respect it. I think, I think it's a good business practice, and it resulted in us being a better place. So I, I cannot, yeah. I, I don't love firing a coach midseason personally. I, 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 I respect someone that keeps him on the whole time. So I'd say that's my, yeah. my uh, view.
0: Yeah, I mean. I, I'm you know, I'm kind of into just firing people immediately. Like I I want I want blood. Like that's I wanted blood. Like that's how much I was so frustrated with this season that I, I wanted Ron gone several times. But I also understand the human aspect of it, right? Like Josh Harris and Ron Rivera were running into each other in the hallways all the time, you know? smoking and joking and talking about their wives and their families and they got along and they had this mutual respect for each other where it's probably hard for Josh to come in and say hey Ron I can't uh, sign your paychecks anymore right <laughs> so the human element of it makes sense to me for why Josh Harris hung on to Ron and look it's worked out better for the franchise because we have the number two overall pick let's go to the phone lines if you want to chime in Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. 910 we got our buddy Trey in Richmond Trey what's going on
3: buddy? Hey, what's going on, hey, White? Happy days.
0: Monday, man. What did you uh, What did you think of the press conference from Josh Harris?
3: Well, I I think uh, when Mike Phillips uh, asked the question about the branding, I think that was probably uh, the biggest thing because you know I, I knew the other stuff was going to happen, but you know as far as the branding, I think that was uh, important. And he asked that question, but I feel like he uh, him being Josh. Uh, deflected the answer. Uh, you kind yeah. of like, like, come on, like we got other stuff to worry about other than the branding works, You know, like uh, I think that's kind of important because right now, like, what the heck is a commander anyway? A last place team in the NFC East, like you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I mean you make a good point. I mean, uh, so you're all in on new rebrand, uh, another rebrand for this team.
3: Um. Well. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think uh, no, no, no.
0: I think you should say yes because you're right. Commander yeah. sucks. It's a bad name. You know, we we can all be honest. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I I think like the whole thing to like the like people trying to make the hogs and everything that that was in the 80s or whatever year that was, that was before I was born. I don't know nothing about them people unless I look them up online. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? If I you know that that type of thing. But uh, yeah, I think. Uh, It should be like a new direction and everything as far as that's concerned.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Good call, man. I appreciate you chiming in. He's 100% correct, Stubb. Josh Harris completely deflected Michael Phillips' question, right? Like, Michael Phillips here yeah, for Washington Times and 910 The Fan, and Josh Harris just uh, gave him a no-look pass the other way, right? I mean, he just <laughs> completely went the other way with the answer.
4: <laughs> I, I would not have never expected him to answer that question. <laughs> it, no, no, it no, seems no. Like but, but Michael, Michael had to ask, you know, because
0: – Everyone would have been mad right? if like,
4: no one asked, but he, right, he we're never going to get an get, answer.
0: Right. You don't get a chance to talk to the owner of the franchise very often, and, you know, here's the thing. And um, I think Trey kind of made this point. Nobody likes commanders, right? So anytime you get a chance to talk to him and to get his thoughts on the name, of course he's going to avoid it and deflect because there are bigger questions, but people still want to know his answer to this. Are you planning to change it once again? Are you planning to rebrand when we move into a new stadium eventually? Uh, because just the name just doesn't work right it just doesn't work and I, I we have so many other things to discuss who's going to be the head coach who's going to be the head of football operations who's going to be the quarterback but most of the fans in the fan base can agree eventually we need to move on from the name commanders it's,
4: it's just, just not a hard good word to say like it just doesn't yeah. flow well like <laughs> I know. at the end of the day I, i'd rather go back to the football team
0: right yeah i, I just comms manders durs it just it doesn't work it doesn't work but let's get back to the conversation at hand which is What did Ron Rivera do wrong? And what does the new head coach need to do right? Because I put together a list here of things I think Ron did completely wrong that the new coach will have to learn from. And the number one thing is find your quarterback, and don't you dare stop looking until you find him. Ron, that's where you failed us. That's where you failed us. Oh, I believe that Carson Wentz can be the guy. Oh, we've got this Kyle Allen kid that really never got a chance in Carolina. Man, Sam Howe, we had him on our roster last year. We didn't realize how good it was. You kept thinking you had your guy, and you stopped looking. You cannot stop looking until you find your franchise quarterback. That's the number one thing Ron did wrong, the new coach will have to learn from. I'll give you the list of things I think Ron Rivera failed us here in Washington as the head coach on next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. And burger night is back, back where it all began here at Capital Ale House. Every Monday from 3 p.m. to close, get a quarter-pound smashed and seared burger for just two ninety five, or upgrade to a bacon and cheeseburger for three You're not going to find another deal that good here in Richmond. Burger Night is back at Capital House every Monday from 3 to close at their three local locations, Midlothian downtown, or with me here in Innsbruck. And you can catch me, check me out here on Mondays throughout the rest of the football season. We're continuing here into the playoffs, talking all things NFL. We will break down the college football playoff championship game coming up At 2.45 as Michigan will face off against Washington. And everyone wants to know what's going to be the future for the Michigan head coach, John Harbaugh. Will he be returning to the NFL? But we've been reacting to the news all day long that Ron Rivera is out in Ashburn. Josh Harris just spoke to the media and broke down the plan to hire the head of football operations and then a head coach you basically said it will be two positions but he's going to believe in the talent that his group buys into and and picks here so basically hey if they think Harbaugh is the guy there is a chance they could have a head coach and head of football operations just being one guy but I believe it's going to be two different hires we've already seen reports that Adam Peters Uh, will be interviewed. He is the 49ers assistant GM. And him and Bob Myers actually go way back. Same high school and both are UCLA alums. So it's all about relationships. That's why Josh Harris has put this team together here that includes an NBA guy for relationships around all the sports worlds and the Vikings GM that was the once executive of the year in Spielman to know the football side of the operations. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. eight zero four zero nine ten. Let's go to the phone lines here. We've got our buddy D Woods. D, you're on the fan with I'm AWOD. Tough.
2: Hey AWOD. happy misery Monday. It's our last one of the season. I'm, I'm kind of sad about it, but I'm also kind of glad that I get my Sundays back.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not miserable today. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm happy that it, there's the good news that Ron is gone. Uh, but I will say the one thing I'm frustrated about is that we don't get another game to watch the Commanders play. Like, the, know, some of these lousy I, I know, franchises, like the Browns, are going to get another game,
2: you know. I know. that. Can, can you imagine that? So, you know the one thing I have to I, – I I wish that Atlanta well, – they wouldn't have been in this position. I wish the Falcons were in the playoffs because I would root for them because they did what they're supposed to do. They barely let Arthur Smith get into the locker room, but before they told him goodbye, that's what we should have done. Waiting to eight o'clock to have some powwow when we knew it was going to happen. I mean, that kind of stuff just it just gets on my nerves.
0: Yeah. So, what did you did you hear Josh Harris's press conference when he, you know, expressed why he kept Ron Rivera here for the entire season? Did you like that answer?
2: No, I think I think. I, I think that a lot had to do with, and I said this last week. I had a, a lot had to do with promises were made, and so they just kept promises. At this point, you move on, you cut ties. We were in a no win situation anyway, so to keep him uh, a couple extra weeks just so we could truly become the laughingstock of the league, that kind of stuff we can't have. But I am happy that he's moving in the right direction. He's surrounding people. I mean, surrounding himself with knowledgeable people and people that he can trust.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've said it several times. I wanted Ron gone, but I can also take a step back and realize, you know, it's all about relationships. Right. I wouldn't even have right. this job if it wasn't for the relationships that I built in this industry. And so with the football industry, you know, Josh didn't want to burn a bridge with Ron Rivera. And actually it might help him in the future because, you know, if they had fired Ron, Ryden might have told all his friends, oh, yeah, this new owner is worse than Dan Snyder. He lied to my face right. here. And so, you know, he does have a good relationship with people.
2: Yeah. But but also business is business, right? So at the end of the day, I think some some business decisions they're gonna hurt. It's gonna be painful. But sometimes you gotta rip the band-aid off and go, Hey, let's you know, let, let let's just go ahead and just do what we have to do. But like I said, I'm glad that we he's got two knowledgeable people in there that, that can help him. He can go off being a billionaire, stay out of the lane, don't don't be Dan Snyder, don't I'm sorry, rest in peace to Wayne Haskins, but don't tell me we gotta get Somebody, because you you watch one game that they played at Ohio State, we're going to make sure that we get the right people in here, both uh, organizationally, you know, in the executives and as players.
0: So I was not shocked at all to see the news this morning that Ron Rivera was fired. I was shocked, spit out my coffee literally, when I saw Bob Myers uh, was brought in to advise the group here, and Josh Harris announced that He's going to be here for a while. He's going to stick around right. as an advisor for Josh Harris. I am so fired up about this. Now, I will say, I wanted Bob Myers to be in charge of the Wizards, but, hey, at least we got the biggest name in sports right now to come to D.C.
2: I know, man. I, I, I saw it, too, when it was, like, breaking all, you know, all across the Internet. And I went... That's incredible. So I said, I said, okay, now, now this is an ownership group I can get behind and get back rooting for wholeheartedly because he's making some sound business decisions.
0: Absolutely. Did you have a head coach or head of football operations in mind to get hired here in
2: Washington? Oh, you go after Harbaugh. You got to. I was having this conversation with somebody Saturday night uh, while the Ravens were playing. And be, oh, who do you go after? No, you, go, hey, you got. I go that that guy. No matter where he's been. He wins. He wins. You can't. You can't. You know. Whatever. He steals a couple signs every every Saturday. Whatever. We don't. We don't care about that. But the guy knows how to win. So if I could have anybody, that would be my dream coach.
0: Yeah, and I think you know Josh Harris kind of answered that in the press conference when he said look I envision it to be two jobs a head coach and a head of football operations but I'll believe in the talent that we end up hiring I think that was him saying hey if we give it to Harbaugh he will have more control than just being a head coach
2: yeah, yeah. I think I think that somebody with that acumen, you give them you give them everything that they need, whether it's the control, whether it's the money, but you make sure that the deal in place for them is going to be enough to keep them here. You know, for you know at least five years.
0: Yeah, D. Good stuff, man. It's been fun having you on the show throughout the season. Some. What are your final thoughts here?
2: My my final thoughts. Nothing funny this week. But I I just wanted to tell you and Stub. I appreciate you guys having me on. After every Skins uh, game this season, and I look forward to doing it next year.
0: Yep, sounds good, man. And don't forget, the phone lines are always open, so you can chime in. We can talk <laughs> college basketball, college football, or anything. Don't just wait till next September to give me another call. That's D Woods. I'm Adam Epstein. I want to get to my list of things that Ron did wrong, and the new coach will have to learn from. Number one, give me a ding for this stub. Find your quarterback. Do not stop looking until you find him. If you have to draft, First-round pick, and then do it again the next year. You have to because you have to keep looking until you have your fine-year guy. You have no shot to win in this league until you have a franchise quarterback. Number two, value the offensive line, right? I mean, Ron came in here. We lost Trent Williams. He didn't replace him. Then we lost Morgan Moses. Oh, we don't need to replace the right tackle. Then we lost Brandon Scherf, and we replaced him with the guy that Jacksonville didn't want to get. Brandon Scherf made no sense. You have to value the offensive line. That's number two. Number three, do not be too loyal to move on from members of your own coaching staff if they let you down, right? Ron came in with Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio, and he was you know, gung-ho that those were his guys, and those guys were going to help him fix this organization. Well, he took too long to fire Scott Turner. Then he took an extra year to fire Jack Del Rio, and it led to him eventually losing his job. It's okay if you come in with an OC or a DC and it doesn't work out. You can hire a new guy. You get another opportunity to hire somebody else, and to keep your job. You cannot be too loyal to move on from your own guys. Uh, number four, you have to understand playoffs, tiebreakers, and how you can be eliminated. I mean, that's just the obvious one. When Ron told Grant Paulson, I didn't know we were eliminated, I mean, that was the biggest fireable offense you can have in the NFL. Uh, number five, challenge plays. When it looks close, and the opposing team is running to the line of scrimmage. The Philadelphia Eagles twice in the last two years looked like they were running from the cops back to the line of scrimmage so that they could hike the ball and not let Ron throw the challenge flag. Just throw the flag when it looks that close. You can pick it back up and change your mind, but you have to throw the flag or they're going to snap the ball, and you'll never be able to throw that challenge flag. Uh, Number six, go for the win. If the analytics tell you to go for it, I mean, it just didn't make sense throughout the Ron Rivera era where he would go for the win on the road in New York, but then not go for the win on the road against Philly. Same situation two years apart. Why does he make the decision one time, not the other time? Are you going to listen to the analytics guys 100% of the time or 0% of the time? I don't understand this 50-50 approach. Number seven, know your personnel and understand your weaknesses, right? He should have known two years ago our offensive line was a weakness, He should have known last year, linebacker and the secondary was a weakness. He didn't do enough to improve the weaknesses. Number eight, do not throw your offense coordinator or defense coordinator under the bus to the media before the season begins. I mean, that should be an obvious answer, but Ron lost me completely when he said, oh, yeah, players have been complaining about Eric Biennemi. He just got here, and he's got a track record of winning two Super Bowls. How about you keep that to yourself and not explain it to the media? Number nine. Show some animation on the sidelines, right? As a fan of this team, for diehard fan for my entire life, it drove me crazy to see Ron Rivera just crossing his arms on the sideline. And number 10, always, always have a halftime speech prepared and ready to go. If your team's down by 20, you cannot come back from half and tell the media, oh, I didn't have anything to say. I just let the team speak to each other. You're hired to be an inspirational head coach. Do it. Always have a halftime speech ready to go. That's the things that Ron did wrong that the new coach will have to learn from. If you want to chime in, it's 833
4: You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back.